Welcome to the Hong Kong Virtual Reality Podcast, where we're talking about tech, innovation, virtual reality, augmented reality, and more. And we're going all around Asia, starting from right in Hong Kong. So let's tune in. And you can also check us out on the web at www.hongkongvirtualreality.com. Love Global From Asia and want to get even more? Then check out our members-only area at gfavip.com. Here you'll get insights and access to me as well as other members in our private forum, as well as a ton of other valuable knowledge and information, as well as special connections, monthly calls, insights, discounts on product services and events, and more. Plus, it really helps support the show. Check it out at www.gfavip.com. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our Hong Kong virtual reality show. We are in Istanbul, Turkey, with Ready, Ready from Kobo. Yeah. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's uh, it's it's nice to have you. So you're you're from Kodmodan. Yeah, means... I'm from Kodmodan. Right now in Istanbul, we have a rainy day, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to be focused on coding and doing everything well today. So that's I like it. I like it. So yeah, if you could introduce yourself and and your yeah, company. Yeah, sure. I am the CEO and uh, the co-founder of Kodmodan. And uh, this is a company which uh, started in 2013 as a kind of uh, half game company and half brand advertisement company. And we started to build, uh, not initially related with VR, but we started to build games for brands because we believed in the passion that people have to play. So we believe that people are playing beings. So they want to play, they want to have fun, and while they are trying to get a message, which in this case is a subliminal message from the brand, we try to integrate games in order to make it easier for the message to flow in people's minds. So in 2013, we started the company CodeModon, which was a company making games for brands. And I think at the late 2013, we were exposed to the VR things and stuff, the new trends in the industry. And the first ideas we had in our minds was to create games by using these new tools. So we already had the experience of building different games for brands. And right now we were exposed to a new tool, which is the VR stuff. And initially we started with the first, you know, kits that uh, were in the beginning. So low resolution VR kits and kind of some mobile and some uh, VR headsets with the Oculus Rift and stuff. And after seeing the emotion that people got from these kind of experiences, we uh, left everything and started to be focused mainly on the VR exposing of all these games and brands that we used to deal before. So basically, it's like uh, we are a creative technology company that produces tailor-made and white-label content which engages people with brands and organizations through unique, entertaining, memorable, and competitive experiences. So uh, the main mission we have here is to be memorable through the experience. So we want people to try different experiences, and uh, while trying these experiences, which in this case are different games, usually for adults, not only for kids, 
And uh, while trying this experience, we want people to know the brand, which is, I mean, usually we work B2B and uh, get these brands messages through this experience and make people have fun with different games like parachuting games, car games, basketball games, and different sports games, even canoeing in a river. So everything is possible right now. And uh, for the staff of the company, I'd like to mention that we are coders, engineers, makers, designers, and builders who are really extremely passionate about creating immersive and interactive experiences, which utilizes mainly VR, sometimes AR and MR. So we use even mixed reality for our experiences. And the most important thing here is the human-computer interaction. And we believe that we sense, feel, think and act in order to build relations. And uh, by creating this kind of experiences, we create unique, impactful and really unforgettable experience because they seem to be real. This is, I mean, where the VR stuff really comes to the point. So Codemodon is a company who creates games for brands, mainly in VR, and we are trying to expose a new market, a new uh, powerful market which uses the immersive VR stuff in order to make brands uh, see themselves in human minds in a very different but especially an entertaining way. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's very yeah, it's clear. I mean, starting in games even 2013, I feel like is is really early for VR. I, I feel. I mean, uh, other a lot of other companies we talked to got in and maybe. Maybe thir 14 or 15, a lot more than 15 and 16, but uh, how did you first, you know, it seems like you're up on the industry, but how did you first uh, hear about or get into, you know, I know you're following the newest news. Is there any turning point or story you can think of about what really got you to go all in on VR? Uh, especially, uh, it was the following the latest technology trends. So let's say, for example, in the beginning, we were trying to make different games with different sensors, especially Microsoft Kinect, for example, that uses the body movements in order to control the game and make an easy computer interaction. But uh, when we firstly saw the uh, VR things, it was really uh, something different. Actually, it's an old technology because I uh, had the chance to try VR even before the new modern VR existed because we had the chance to try the uh, older VR assets that were about, I think, 1980s or 1990s, I'm not sure about that, in a, in a computer museum. And uh, it was like we were uh, exposed to VR before. But the sense that now VR is getting cheaper and easy to afford and easy to purchase, and uh, I mean, uh, especially by by the latest game engines, so you were able to create some games and put them very easy into VR. It was like a kind of lamp that is bright in our mind and just gives me a new idea that, yeah, guys, I can use these tools, I can use these fantastic tools in the already games that we have already developed. So it was like purchasing some VR heads from abroad, from America, and just trying it out in our office. And it was something really amazing. And in the beginning, we had only one VR headset, and it was like the same VR headset for development, the same VR oh, wow. headset for testing and calling <laughs> people at the office until we had our first event, an exhibition mm -hmm. uh, with banking. And there were some different banks in Turkey uh, within that exhibition. And a partner of ours, we developed a game for them, and we still use that VR headset in 2013 
to make people uh, feel that that emotion because we had a game that we call vertigo and it's like you are passing through two buildings it was uh, i mean in, in an older era a very simple game but with a very realistic uh, design because we thought about the fans that uh, are simulating the wind we thought about the different sound effects and 3d sound effects and uh, 3d modeling etc and we had like uh, a people which is trying to pass from a, a high building to another building and you were just in the first time being afraid of the hate that's why we uh, called this game a vertical and it was a huge impact because after we launched this game in that event we started to get different codes from brand agencies yeah guys we want similar experiences that makes uh, customers that come to our booths in the exhibitions really excited for. I mean, it was like a kind of a development test game for us in 2013, but it made a kind of trigger and all the brands and event agencies were calling us, guys, what do you have next? What are you building next? And it was really exciting. And of course, uh, we, we had the power and the desire to work much more over that. And we started to, to develop games like Parachuting, I mean, things that people normally do not do in their normal life. That's uh, what we see in VR mostly. Because uh, let's say, for example, a racing game, you can always drive a car. I mean, some some people can always drive a car. But parachuting is something, I mean, harder that gets uh, much more guts to, 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 to play for. That's why we started to develop games like uh, flying from somewhere, jumping from somewhere, and making things uh, much more crazier than the normal life which makes people want to try this kind of stuff. And what's most important during this time period, we were working with branding agencies and within the game, we started to incorporate subliminal messages. Okay. Let's say, for example, within two high buildings, you are trying to pass and you feel the hate and things, and it's about one minute to two minutes experience. But let's say in the billboards within the streets, you, you've got to see some kind of brand which is trying to advertise himself within the game and it's like when people get excited they really can uh, get too much emotion and get the message in a different way because you know we believe that people normally forget what you say but people never forget how you made them feel this is a very important uh, key point from the brain the brain really uh, never forgets the emotions and with it, with those emotions if you get a message it's going to be really stuck in there and much more immersive yeah, I feel your passion for this is really exciting. And uh, I I have a couple of notes that I feel, you, you know, you've mentioned and want to highlight is experiences, right? I think that's the that's the big one, right? Is yeah. this, this is like yeah. an immersive experience. And, and I know before the show, uh, you had we were, you know, we saw that you were wanted to also bring about brand marketing. So of course, I think a a brand is an experience and just like you were saying it's like um a feeling somebody gets in association with that brand right so i think that's yeah. that's what you're you're you've been saying and i'm i'm just kind of reiterating is brands want these experiences to get to the emotion of the of their audience is that what you would say or yeah 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 in order to summarize it we can say it as as you mentioned correctly it's really it's really um exciting and then another point we were discussing is um, you've been seeing that the hardware, I mean, the IoT maybe, is that, I don't, I don't know, it's a buzzword or, you know, wearables or uh, 
be just physical, all this yeah. new hardware development and the integration of that with VR. I think that's something you're also following closely. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because it's like just uh, we're trying to trick the brain basically with, with the, the picture. We have five senses. And with a VR headset, you can just trick the, the, the visual side. And with some headphones or some kind of speakers, you can trick the hearing side. But there are three more senses that we need to trick for. That's why in order to make these kind of experiences much more immersive, we develop IoT stuff and devices like, let's say, for example, uh, we have a parachute game and we have a, like, a parachute simulator where you really grab the two, the two uh, sticks in order to play the parachute and pull them to the left and to the right in order to fly. I'm getting another example. We have a VR archery game. And when you put the headset, you really are uh, holding a, a bow and an arrow. And when you throw it, it's like an arrow that goes but never leaves the arrow. Uh, the bow, sorry, and uh, you really get something physical, which we track within the game, and all the movements that you throw it out are measured by some IoT devices. And we have even a canoeing game. So usually multiplayer games are the most exciting ones, as like, for example, you are canoeing in a river, and you need to tell your friend to, go to, to move the road to their left or to their right, so two people are in a river, and they need both to coordinate their rowing side to the left or to the right, and that's why they need to speak to each other. And in the same time, we track this kind of devices that they are moving to the left and to the right. So integrating the physical stuff as like simulating some wind or uh, simulating something physical to touch makes the experience much more realistic. Uh, because let's say, for example, you are developing a kind of a VR racing game. But if, if the chair that you are set down doesn't move, the experience uh, doesn't become very real. Uh, maybe, in fact, it's going to be, in the controversy, really a painful experience because, you know, <laughs> in VR, when you make fast movements and you are stationary, it's like uh, nausea and stuff. So that's why we integrate some moving chairs or kind of um, racing chairs with the VR. So whenever you press the brake pedal or gas pedal, you are just moving within that car. So at least it minimizes the effect of motion sickness. So, you know, there are some trade-offs that we always have to consider when developing VR in order to make some, uh, according to health and work safety. Uh, we need to consider many different parameters. That's why right now, maybe we're going to have to wait about five years more or we get better devices or better sensory devices. But as I mentioned, right now, we are really focusing on building even hardware together with the VR equipment. Yeah, it's really it's really exciting and and um yeah, I mean we're looking we'll link up your site and you yeah, you have great um portfolio here, roller coasters in a shopping mall. You mentioned yeah, the parachuting and uh the car showroom. We have the yeah. so is there any hi highlights you'd like is maybe of some of the cl uh, projects that you've worked on? I mean, you've been mentioning them. Is there is there something that was maybe uh, do you like to showcase or spotlight? Uh, I'd like uh, to spotlight uh, two of our latest projects that we did. I mean, uh, some different experiences. The, the, the one uh, is called, uh, we have a VR card game, which we did for a local brand here, uh, which offers cybersecurity software. So it's like we are trying to make the advertisement for the cybersecurity software 
And in order to make this kind of advertisement, we created a game, a card game, which two people play in the same time with an Oculus Rift VR headset and the touch controllers. And it's like uh, one of the players is the hacker and one of the other player uh-huh. is going to be the IT, IT expert. Mm. And the hacker is trying to put some cards with viruses and firewall attacks and network attacks mm-hmm. and something. And at the same time, the IT expert is trying to protect the servers with the cards, with antiviruses and kind of mm. firewall blocks, etc. So always we think for a concept before creating the game and we initially look for the problem that you want to emphasize. That's why we always create a story behind the game because you know stories are the most important part. I mean, you may do very cool stuff in 3D designing and audio engineering, etc. But if you do not put a good story behind the game, it doesn't have any kind of success. That's why we usually work too much on the stories to make them really good and uh, I mean make people feel those stories. And another project I want to emphasize, it's called Copilot, and it's for uh, the largest uh, mobile operator here in Turkey, which offers a car tracking mechanism, a chip which is integrated in the car. And these guys wanted to showcase this uh, project, and we showcased it, in fact, in Barcelona in February in the Global Mobile Congress. And uh, it was a VR experience based on a real car, which you get in a car, and you drive in all the city. It's a virtual city which simulates Istanbul. And while you're driving, it's like uh, the car is being tracked with a chip that the company offers. At, at the end of the game, you get a tablet, an iPad, and you look all the route that you did, all the fuel consumption you had, the average speed, if you got any kind of uh, penalties or fees or something. And it's like we are trying to showcase a chip, but uh, showcasing it as like an end-user product with a game which offers you a VR city simulation and you drive the car and it's like you already have put the chip within the car and now you can use that chip. So uh, simulating a virtual life within a city in order to showcase a product which is, of course, used for your car. Yeah, this is really, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hearing a lot of very interesting things and uh, we always we always on the show try to ask about the local markets that you're in versus the international markets and some of the differences within the VR and innovation. Uh, it seems like you've had local, you mentioned local clients. I'm sure you have international clients. Yeah, um, especially in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah sure please go on. So I was just wondering, you know, it just always interesting to understand what you feel is the local market's uh, intake of uh, or adoption of this VR versus maybe what people see internationally or in their own markets? Yeah, uh, in the local market, uh, we have, I mean, mainly events together with games. So in the local market, we've got like full solutions uh, with companies calling us and delivering a full experience with a booth and the stand and people working in. So in the local market, uh, we still are in the 50% of creating an event plus 50% of delivering a VR experience. This is for us the local market right now. And in Turkey, it's a very emerging market, especially in Istanbul, because uh, too much international companies come here in order to make some exhibitions. That's why we play a key role in there. 
But in the international market, as I mentioned, especially in the UK, we offer only the VR solution itself. So uh, we try to cooperate with local agencies, which equip us with hardware and booth and uh, people working on the booth in the exhibition. And from here, from Istanbul, we deliver them only the software and all the know-how they need to run all these kind of VR games, plus the sensor and IoT integration with our custom-developed uh, sensory things. So in order to summarize it, it uh, Turkey right now is an emerging VR uh, place, let's say. And uh, right now here we are trying to deliver full experience, but usually with local clients. So uh, inter let's say, for example, there is 90% of local clients and 10% of international clients within here in Turkey. Although outside of Turkey, we have about 30% of Turkish clients which are trying to exhibit outside Turkey and about 70% of uh, other clients that are trying to exhibit in other countries. So usually it's like many, many local clients are trying to exhibit using mm. our applications in different countries. Yeah, it seems similar. I mean, you know, in, in Asia, and a lot of people, a lot of businesses still make money on the export or international markets more than the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because VR, it's like VR, it's like I mean, within the world, we need always to consider this as a global thing. It's not like you are doing some product that, let's say, for example, eighty million of Turkish people are using it. You are producing a product which just a little amount of Turkish citizens are using it. And uh, which means that in order to score something higher, you need to just uh, target directly the global market. Because uh, let's say, for example, let's take a single country on itself. It will be never enough to consider it right now as a full VR market. So you, we always need to, to target the global market for the VR things. Yeah, yeah I, that makes sense to me, too. Um, so what what do you see as the future in VR? Like what, what trends would you predict in your crystal ball i mean it seems like you you, you and your agency have been able to to get on to the right uh, track so I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you what you see the future as yeah uh of course uh, i see a bright future for the vr market and uh, even right now people are still working on especially in the health and work safety and i think in the near future maybe within five years VR is going to be a kind of must technology as like nowadays websites are for the companies. Uh, I'm just going to give you a brief example for training people. Training people in high and heavy industries, uh, you need to use VR in order to have a healthier training session without doing any kind of mistakes or faulties. So I think within the near future, the VR is going to be a must for all right now especially in the training industry and uh, beside that i think uh, together with the gaming and maybe cinematography it's going to be like a huge boost uh, so i expect a bright future with better devices faster devices high quality and durable must probably portable devices which is going to make uh, it uh, an easy way for our developers to develop content which is consumable in an easy way and of course, much more affordable way because we still are in the kind of uh, you need to pay too much money to make it an easy stuff to use. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the the what holding us back is the hardware, the the costs, and even even yeah. the current level of yeah this yeah definitely. I, 
I uh, we've been hearing that as a trend on the show is also the training. A lot of a lot of a lot of companies also agree that the training is going to be a huge market for VR. People, yeah. everybody needs to learn. And of course, if you're an immersive experience, like you've mentioned, uh, you can you don't have to travel. Maybe and you you can see more in real time what's happening. So it's it's very exciting. This is this has been a fascinating interview. Uh, ready? So maybe. W- we will link up on the show your website codemodeon.com. Is is there other other uh, ways you'd like to have people find you or your your company? It's it's enough for codemodeon.com and maybe the YouTube channel we have and the Vimeo channel. So it's gonna be enough. Just follow up maybe on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you too. Thank you too. It was a pleasure. Are you looking for a Hong Kong agency to help you with your upkeep or registration of a Hong Kong Limited? Check out Unipro Consulting Limited. We are an equity partner in the firm, which is a local CPA practice that has the accreditation to register and upkeep your Hong Kong company. Check us out on the web at www.uniprohk.com. www.uniprohk.com.